everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Spilling the Tea on GovCon. I'm Teresa Moon, Director of Business Development for Parabolus. We provide a better financial partnership for government contractors that includes a line of credit to fund your growth. The purpose of this podcast is to assist small businesses with success in the federal marketplace by introducing them to industry experts and resources that they may not otherwise know about. Today, we have a guest that truly needs no introduction unless you've been uh, living under a rock for the last 30 years. He's known as the godfather of GovCon marketing, and I'm lucky enough these days to call him my friend as well. Mark Amtower, welcome to the show. Hey, Teresa. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm super proud. I, I know I tell you all the time that I listen to your podcast, as I know many of our listeners do as well. So having you on today and being able to ride your coattails through this uh, little event that we've got planned is my privilege. And so I appreciate it. My um, pleasure. Thank you. I'm sure that most everyone that's tuning in knows about you to some extent, but if you wouldn't mind, tell them a little bit about yourself, how you came to be the force that you are in the industry and what your day job is when you're not doing your own podcast or mentoring all the professionals that you do. Oh, wow. Um, well, I do a lot of things. I started my company in 1985 uh, when I figured out a couple of things. Nobody was focused on marketing to the government as a true discipline. So I, I opened up Amtower and company. I, I've been doing this now five different decades. That's That's a long time. So, you know, I started watching, I started talking, I started uh, writing, I started writing early. Uh, I wanted to write, I wanted, I wanted feedback on what I was seeing, what I was thinking. And the only way to get that is to create some visibility. So I started a newsletter. Uh, I started hosting my own events. Um, I, I did a, produced a conference three years in a row in the early 90s. I lost my ass on that. Uh, but it positioned me in the market the way really nothing else could. Uh, so I, I write a lot. I speak a lot. My day job is consulting with companies on all aspects of marketing to the government. But as you know, I like to focus in on, on three related areas. Building a subject matter expert platform for you or your company, content marketing, and social selling. So leveraging LinkedIn in particular, these things together, you know, government executive does the leading brands study every year. And ever since I've been going, uh, which is seven or eight years now, the, the biggest problems with winning business is does the contracting officer know you and are you credible? And I, you know, I've been speaking at APMP, the Association for Proposal Management Professionals, on and off uh, for the last 14 years. I think I did like nine years in a row. Uh, and the biggest issue there, same thing. Does the contracting officer know who you are? This is within your control. So these are the things that I consult on primarily. But yeah, I have the radio show. Uh, I've been on Federal News Network now for 16 or 17 years. I write for Washington Technology. Uh, I've done that for 14 or 15 years. Wow. And recently I started writing for Bloomberg. Uh, and I also write occasionally for Jim Garrett's and an executive mosaic. So, wow. Uh, it's a shame that you're not more prolific, man. Um, yeah. I really don't know how you keep up with the schedule that you put out too. Um, you know, I write, I, I write every day. I, I, you know, I'm, I am compelled. Yeah. 
It's, it is something that you're, you're born with. I mean, I, I share that same love of writing as you do. And, and it is something that if you don't practice it, it kind of slips away, but it is something that brings me uh, at least a little bit of joy in my day to be able to express myself in that way. And I know you and I don't lack in that department of expressing ourselves. Yeah. And speaking of your uh, work with Bloomberg recently, what I wanted to talk about today with you was the article that you published a, a week or two back, five LinkedIn actions for business development. And I love this for a whole number of reasons, but I have to say the best part to me is your straightforward, no BS approach. This isn't a puff piece. This is you're legitimately telling people what great tips are in terms of engaging on LinkedIn and making it actually work to your benefit. And you, you've taught me a lot of what you put in there and I've already began, begun practicing this in my own uh, LinkedIn journey. And so and that, I'm encouraging that, that people remind, to pay attention. That reminds me that, you know, we have to get back on schedule because uh, I have some other things I want to share with you on that. So. And I'm always open, especially when it yeah. comes to you. So we'll, we'll definitely, after this, get on the calendar with one another. But I yes, think, you know, this was, it, it wasn't eye-opening to me because it's things that we had discussed in our, in our private chats. But I, I like the way that you directly address the human aspect of, of selling and marketing and how important it is for people to connect and follow and be genuine in their interactions and not so mechanical. And you've got a, a great way of developing a, a personal branding approach. And so, you know, talk about that a little bit and what, what most people understand what personal branding means, but what does it mean in terms of business development? Well, in, in, in any aspect of, of our market, Everybody has a personal brand, and uh, I'm I'm especially looking forward. This will be done by the time we uh, by the time this airs. I'm doing a session for women in technology on personal branding because we all have one, but virtually, you know, very very small percentage manage that brand. And on LinkedIn, you have the ability to control what you say about yourself, how you present yourself to the market, how you illustrate and document your skills to the market. Um, and, and, you know, consider this, there's two and a half million feds on LinkedIn. I do a census of them every year. I've identified 552 company pages so I can get very granular on finding feds on LinkedIn. Uh, 552 company pages of federal agencies, departments, operating divisions, and offices. Uh, and, and there's more. I just haven't found them all yet. But so, you know, getting in front of these people, sharing information, developing that credibility uh, and, and visibility, you know, you, you have to be known. Uh, <laughs> no, when, hey, there he is. Hey, always have a visitor. Yeah. Somebody, I probably have Amazon delivering something. <laughs> there you go. Yay. A, a time for a prize. That's right. Uh, so, you know, the, 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 the credibility and visibility factor are within your grasp, either as an individual or a company. So if, if you're not working LinkedIn properly, shoot yourself. <laughs> I love it. You know, it, it isn't that difficult. I mean, what you're what you're uh, you know prescribing is not something that everyone can't do. I think that there's such a disconnect in most cases that people don't understand that that human interaction creates a relationship, whether it is you know building rapport or getting to know someone. 
And so I think how you engage from from the the things that you've put in the in the article, how you engage with someone is important, and not being too impersonal or too proper, um, and it really letting people know that you are you know genuinely trying to get to know someone. I you made reference to form letters being as an introduction being off putting, right? You know, it's funny because we deal with so many uh, agency uh, representatives and most of them responded when you put it, this article out on LinkedIn. Most of them are the ones that were like, amen, brother, you know, those form letters, get rid of them. And yeah. so talk about that. I, I had to even look up. I didn't even, like, what is a form letter? I'm usually just like, well, hey, I'm Teresa. You know, you send out an invitation request and it says, hi, I, I'd like to include you in my network on LinkedIn or something nebulous. And something that I find offensive because, you know, you could send out a hundred at a time and do people really know who you are, what you do? Um, do, did they mean to reach out to you specifically? So especially when you're reaching out to feds, you know, program managers, uh, frontline, uh, it personnel, contracting officers, whoever, you know, give them a context you can edit that letter. Uh, you can erase what's there and put in what you need. I don't like to send out any invitations to anybody unless I personalize it. So I'm going to go look at their profile. I'm going to see who else I know at the company, how many people we we share in common. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I, I'll often, you know, say, you know, hey, you know, LinkedIn suggested, or I saw you in this article. Um, I know like 20 some odd people at your company. Um, tell, tell, uh, you know, Zscaler, tell Josie, I said, hello. Okay. Um, personalize it. That gives them a context and it gives you more credibility when you reach out. It also differentiates you. You've cared enough about this person to actually put it in a context that cannot be a form letter. You can't send out that letter to 23 people unless you're connecting to 23 people at Zscaler. Right. And I, I think that that's perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about next is engaging in a personal level and making that human connection by sharing a compliment or saying, hey, you know, I was on your webinar. You did a great job. Or I really liked the way that you did this. You know, you can't bribe a government agent, right? You can't, you can't send them a hundred bucks and say, Hey, go take yourself out to dinner. But remember me when your contract comes across the board, but compliments are free. Judy Bratt says that all the time. A compliment yeah. is free. And so paying someone a compliment on the good things that you've seen them do is a great conversation starter. Well, it's not only a great conversation starter. It shows that you have researched them enough to understand where they fit in the universe. Okay. So if you saw them speak at a conference, that's a great intro. If you've seen them quoted in an article and you like the quote, that's a great article. So the, the way to get on their radar at that point before reaching out to them is to repost that article and tag them. You know, hey, look at what this person said or these people said in this article. And, uh, you know, they're going to be alerted if you tag them. It'll be in on, on their notifications page. Uh, you know, they may or may not see it, but at least, you know, you've tagged them. Somebody they work with is going to see it and is likely to point it out to them. So any anything you can do to create a 
semi-warm call as opposed to a cold call when you're reaching out to connect. But, you know, don't, don't suck up, you know, be genuine. If, if, uh, if the article sucked, don't pick it. Um, (laughs) cause you're going to repost it and people are going to read and go, what the hell did you post this for? Mark? (laughs) Right. I, I am not a big fan of butt kissing. I, um, we're in growth mode at Parabolas. And so a lot of interviews are being done and I'm, I'm one of the ones that sits in on a lot of them. And I don't get me wrong. I love to be flattered more than anything. That's why I'd be a horrible recruiter. Cause if you laugh at my jokes and you tell me I'm pretty, you're probably going to get hired, but <laughs> it's probably not the best recruiting I, mode. So I when I hear it now, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, when I hear it now, it, it bugs me. It's like, well, what do you know about us? And then, you know, yeah. the personal flattery comes in. It's like, ah, okay, thank you. However, what do you know about us? <laughs> so I get yeah. it. I think that that, that's a great point. Um, you know, you, you make, you make reference um, in your article too about you can't do all this work on personal branding and becoming a subject matter expert and putting it out there and and relating to other people and making those connections without tracking what your success or limitations have been. And I think it's common sense to think about, oh, tracking data sees the level of success or failure. But I think two points on this. How do you track your... Uh, level of success on LinkedIn once you ramp yourself up in, in this fashion, and why is that so important? Well, I mean, it, it's it's why it's the same reason I started writing initially. I wanted feedback, right? I didn't know if what I was producing was good, bad, indifferent. You know, common knowledge, rare knowledge, whatever. So the visibility factor helps when you're putting stuff out there, and um, it it's it's critical to be as as open and transparent as you can during these 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 engagements. Um, now I forget your damn question. <laughs> Tracking the data. Oh, the data. Yeah. So I mean, so you you post something. The first thing, you know, there's analytics for anything you post. You click on the analytics, you see how many views you got or whatever they're calling views right now. Comments. Uh, are people commenting on it? Are they liking it? Are you picking up more with each one? Are are you hitting topics that resonate? Do some topics resonate less or more? Um, but but one of the things that I think is critical is to when when people comment on anything I write, and this can take a little time because sometimes there's a lot of comments. I always comment back. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to acknowledge anybody and everybody who comments on my stuff because they've taken the time to read it. And this is how you build relationships. This is how you build an audience. You know, when I'm coaching companies, you know, I'm coaching this one guy who's a specialist in eight days and he, he's all over the map. I should blog. I should do a newsletter. I should do podcasts. And I just go, you know, time out. Do one thing and start to build an audience. Building an audience takes time. I mean, I have a leg up. I'm the godfather because I've been doing this longer than anybody. I actually started writing about marketing to the government before anybody even thought about it. Right. Um, Weird, but true. But what I was writing about was largely what other people were doing. Mm -hmm. And, you you know, sometimes I'd write about 
I'd, I'd always write about the great stuff that I saw, but sometimes I would write about the the bad stuff that I saw. So you want you want a side story real quick? Yeah, of course. Okay, uh, General Electric, right? right? Jack Jack uh, whatever his name is uh, was running it at the time. I legitimately can't remember his name. I know who uh, you're talking about, and I can't yeah. think of it off the top of my head either. Anyway, so there was a company called Bodan that uh, reseller, they had the compact gig back in the eighties and early nineties mm -hmm. and a great little reseller. They put out this newsletter that I thought was absolutely cool because this is early in the days of PC and their newsletters always gave tips on using shrink wrap software, right? So here, here's some tips on making your Microsoft word stuff look good or your PowerPoint or whatever. Right. Uh, so I wrote about them that Bodan got bought by a company called Ameridata. And nobody in the market knew who the hell Ameridata was. So naturally, Ameridata killed the Bodan name, which everybody knew, and put their name on it. Well, that didn't work out. So a year and a half later, GE Capital, uh, General Electric IT Capital Solutions, uh, uh, bought Ameridata and, and changed the name to GE Capital IT Federal Solutions. And so I started making fun of them, making an acronym out of their name. And I started saying, can you pronounce G-Sitfiz? <laughs> and Welch, that's his name. Jack Welch Jack wanted Welch, to be yeah. number one or two in every market he was in. Well, right. he had just devalued the van, uh, the, the, the brand of a company that had already been devalued. And he thought that the GE name was going to propel them to number one or number two in the reseller category in the government market. Eh, wrong answer. Right. Sorry, Jack. Go away. And they did about a year and a half later. But I, I love telling the G-Sitfiz story because this is an acronym market. Right. And, and and it is. And you better hope that you pronounce that acronym wrong because someone's going to like call you out on it and make you feel oh, God. silly for not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in some of our acronyms, you know, the the soup acronym, uh, you know, S E W P. Yeah, uh, and I wouldn't have known that unless I had someone show it to me before I saw what it was. I mean, we have the same thing. I, I started in government contracting down here in Orlando, and we've got all the the military representatives down here. Oh yeah, and one of Lots them is PEO Stry, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, going into a, a pulp meeting for the army and being talked to by PEO Stry and listening to everyone with their acronyms after their names too was really overwhelming. <clears throat> I used to make a list and then go back and Google all of them because I, and I it said very little, which is very difficult for me <laughs> in the beginning because I didn't want to say anything wrong because I didn't want someone calling me out on it and knowing how little I actually knew about the industry at the time. So I, I mean, I hear you with the acronyms. Uh, well, so I have a long list of them now that I, I reference and I share with people. So when they're breaking into the market, they can look at it too. Yeah. The longest part of my first book, Government Marketing Best Practices, is the uh, the glossary. Mm -hmm. And I repeated and expanded the glossary in the book that I did for Wiley, Selling to the Government. Um, so, I mean, when you write a book on the government market, you got to throw in the glossary, which includes all of the or as many of the acronyms as I can find. But, yeah. you know, to your point, you know, not wanting to be asked a question. I learn new stuff about the market. I've been here for a long time. Mm -hmm. I learn new stuff every damn week, sometimes every day. Yeah. Well, it's, it's constantly changing, right? It is. I mean, it's the biggest market in the world. Why the hell mm -hmm. wouldn't it? Right. 
And, and that's a good thing, but it's also, you know, it's not typical. So if you, there's no frame of res reference when you come in from a commercial business into government market or government contracting, Radical. there's really not a foundation that you've built there that's translatable. Um, no, yeah. No. And very I think different market. That's why it's so important for people to be doing the LinkedIn outreaches the way that you're encouraging and, and, and training people to do, because you'll pigeonhole yourself really quickly and put all your eggs in one basket. And we know how dangerous that can be because of how volatile the market can be sometimes. And um, especially nowadays when, when cash, you know, pricing is, is king and how you position yourself even through inflation is so important. So mm -hmm. I think that, you know, being able to do some market research and, and present yourself in LinkedIn in a different fashion really can set you apart because that's, what's important, right? There's yeah. going to be a lot of people that do what you do. What do you but do that's more exceptional? But you, you just brought up a great point. Do some research, <laughs> and then this this is a researchable market. You know, B two B, you have to rely on trade pubs, and if it's a public company, any filings. That's your research. Boom. Here, you can go back and look at all the contracts that a company won, what the dollar value was, where they are in the food chain, uh, and and then on LinkedIn, you can start vetting them. You know. Six degrees of separation. And no, if if you know this is a three degree <clears throat> market max, and frankly, if somebody's a third degree from me, they aren't in the market. Right. I mean, that's why we we always say it might be the biggest market or the biggest business in the world, but it's a small world. Everyone knows each other, and yep. so you can build build a bridge and burn a bridge just as easily on either side. So it's so important that your reputation, you know, precedes you in a positive way. Um, you know. Yeah, well, that, that that's that's hard if you're me. <laughs> not true. Everyone loves you. No, uh, uh, yeah. not 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 true. Most, <laughs> most people know me, but not everybody loves me. Well, it's like my mom used to say when I was a kid. She's like, "You're an acquired taste. People are either going to love you or they're going to hate you, and you're going to have to be able to deal with both." Yeah. And my, and my speaking coaches said that I'm an acquired taste and they've never seen anybody speak like me. Yeah, I, I find that being a compliment because I, I try not to be like anyone else. I don't think you and I have any choice in the matter. We are what we are. <laughs> it, it's so it's true. I'm, you know, I am what I am. <laughs> awesome. So I know you've got a speaking engagement coming up in September that our listenership up in the DMV can join you at. Yeah, it's uh, the GovCon Club has a uh, a panel uh, on kicking off uh, FY23, and I'm speaking with uh, Janet Waring and Stephanie Geiger, and I believe Chris Parente. I think the the four of us are going to be on a panel together uh, on the 23rd or somewhere. Um, I'll have it posted on my, my profile shortly. Um, I always publicize wherever the heck I'm going to be speaking. I feel very fortunate, blessed to be invited to, uh, to speak at, you know, pretty much anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you definitely get out and about and, and are, are seen. So, um, best place for everyone to find you is pretty obvious, right? LinkedIn. Yeah. And, uh, what you... When I met you the first time, you gave a, a presentation and you said that your best piece of advice on trying to connect with someone for a chat is just send them a message and ask them, hey, yeah. is that same applies to you, right? They can reach out to you and say, hey. Yes. Yes. I mean, my, my Calendly app is on my profile. 
if I didn't want people to contact me, I would not leave that up there. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great to be uh, as accessible as you are and with as busy as you are. And I think that that's, that's the one thing people need to recognize. We're all just people. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they, there's sometimes and they attribute too much power in certain relationships and, and you're not like that at all. You're very approachable. You're easy to talk to, super helpful. You've done a lot for me and it's in turn helped grow Parabolus exponentially. So I'm internally grateful for that. And I'm having a hell of a good time working with you too. I'm going to be sad when we're just going to have to catch up uh, and uh, I'll pick your brain for free. <laughs> well, and, and you know, you can, I know it. That's so. the best part. Um, but as always, you're, you're always entertaining uh, outside of being a, a great resource. And so I encourage everyone that's listening to reach out, learn more, join you at some of the events coming up the tower club events for the GovCon club. I'm, I'm usually at them too. I'm not sure if I'll be up for that one, but I might what? make a special what? appearance. I know. Cause I'm going to be up the week before, <laughs> but I, I can get up and back pretty quickly. The, the American flights are, are quick and painless and oh, there you usually, go. yeah. Can so. I, I, I want to throw in one more thing Yeah. O on LinkedIn. You know, the best thing you can be on LinkedIn is authentic. You know, don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't try to be, don't present yourself as a subject matter expert or a thought leader until you actually are, mm -hmm. um, you know, be yourself and grow, just keep growing, keep learning. Yeah. Amen to that. I mean, I, I did have, I, I post live videos a lot and I had someone who doesn't know me respond and say, she just looks like she doesn't take herself seriously. I was like, amen. <laughs> Cause I don't. Uh, if I took myself seriously, I'd, I probably wouldn't be as happy as I am all the time. So, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You got to laugh. Uh, I definitely enjoy what I do and, and doing podcasts, uh, are, are something that brings me a lot of joy and happiness and having you on today has been, makes me proud. I'm glad that you were able to take some time with us and that it worked out and I hope you'll come back again. I'd love to, awesome. you know, I would. Thank you. And I won't say no, if you want me to be on yours too. There you go. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, but you know how it goes. I, I've been put on that spot a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Just, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll stay in touch and we'll get on the calendar after this. And uh, again, I thank you so much, Mark, for being here. Uh, I encourage everyone to reach out to Mark on LinkedIn. This is going to be the beginning of a trend on this program of industry powerhouses that you're going to want to connect with and learn from. So don't miss out on any episodes of Spilling the Tea on GovCon. Again, I'm Teresa Moon from Parabolus, and thank you for joining us. Have an awesome day. Yeah.